Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Seven to four, the final. Vegas rolling the Buffalo Sabres. And a fourth straight loss tonight for Don Granado's club as we welcome you to downtown Buffalo and Key Bank Center. Brian Colziel with you here along the Buffalo Sabres radio network, and it is the Sabres postgame show. Well, a game that we knew was going to be intense. We knew the crowd would be a little feisty. We knew Jack Eichel would get booed when he touched the puck, and he did from start to finish tonight. Early on, the Sabre fans were the ones with the edge in the fact that Eichel was not on the score sheet. Eric Comrie stopping him big on some breakaways. But in the third period, boy, did Eichel come through, assisting on the first goal of the third and then getting the next three to get the hat trick in his second return back to Buffalo. It goes Eichel's way as the Golden Knights defeat the Sabres 7-4. to Coming up here again on the postgame locker room reaction coming up. Jack Eichel as well. Also, we'll have Don Granato and his live postgame comments here as we broadcast from KeyBank Center. Sabres have lost four in a row. That's really probably the most important issue. I know tonight feels like an extra painful loss for Sabre fans because of what Jack Eichel did. And if you were in the building tonight and you were one of those yelling boos, it was evident from the start. It was loud. It was throughout every time he touched the puck. Uh, but Eichel tonight gets the last laugh for sure. Uh, you could tell the celebration after Eichel scored each of his goals uh, got a little bit more fun for him, a little bit more exaggerated to try to taunt the fans. And uh, I guess, you know, for Jack Eichel, a much, much different mood uh, than what we saw last year when Jack Eichel came in here. was frustrated by the Sabres. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights only scored one goal in this whole game. And it was a night where the Sabres won. And Peyton Krebs and Alex Tuck were involved in those goals. And it was a night where it was almost like the, okay, put the closer the, the closer uh, on the Eichel trade. Well, back tonight, the reminder that he's still very good. And you can have feelings about him uh, for sure. You can boo him every time he comes here for sure. But there's no debating whether how much you like him or hate him or how much you boo him or how much you cheer for him. There's no debating that he's a very, very 
good hockey player. I thought he was flying tonight skating, and uh, he comes through with three. Vegas wins 7-4. to four. Let's go down to the room. Casey Middlestat live with Paul Hamilton. Thanks, Brian. Casey, uh, when it was 2-2, two, 3-2, two, two, it just seemed like the pretty much the only difference in the game was turnovers. I mean, you guys were with them other than that. It just seemed like the turnovers were the problem tonight. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think you hit the, the nail on the head there. Um, I think we, we gave them everything uh, they got, and obviously uh, they have good players and, and a good team, and um, you can't give them chances like that. So, um, yeah, I think that was the difference in the game. and um, thought we played hard until then, but um, there's a lot for us to clean up there. What led to that, to all that? But you, as you said, you got to clean it up now. But what led to it all? Do you think? I, I guess I, I guess I don't I don't know exactly. Um, you know, I mean, guys are going to make mistakes at the same time. We, we don't expect everyone to be perfect, and um, we got to have each other's backs, and um, we're going to stick together. It doesn't matter. Obviously, it's, it hasn't been our best stretch here, but it's a long year. We know we're going to go through ups and downs, so uh, we're going to stick together as a group and come back tomorrow and get better. When you, what helped you guys get to your game in the second period? There was a good run there where you had 10 shots on goal in a row, and obviously with your goal, it capped it off. Uh yeah, I mean, we started playing simple games. I think we're such a fast team. We put pucks in behind them, and uh, we get on their D, and obviously I think uh, teams struggle with our speed at that point. So um, I thought that's what we did and uh, got to the net and started getting some chances. Obviously there's some times where we have to bear down, but um, I think the real uh, start to get worried a little bit when the chances don't come. But um, chances are coming every night, so just got to bear down here and obviously clean some things up in uh, other areas. When you got the puck right before your goal, did you realize three of their guys almost went to the wall? I mean, did you realize you had such a wide open lane? Yeah, um, it was a great play by JJ and Cuzzy on the wall there to win the battle, and um, I was just waiting for him to chip it to me somehow. So it was a great play by them, and obviously I, I saw the three guys and uh, I realized I had some time and it seemed like the other guy went to Vic and kind of left me alone. So... Um, it's big for us at the time, but like I said, there's things we got to clean up after that. Earlier, you mentioned that you wanted to win this game a little more motivation for two of your teammates. Does that make this a bit more emotional coming in here with the loss? Yeah, I mean, every game's emotional. Um, it doesn't matter who you're playing. Um, you want to win every game, and obviously, every point in every game is huge. So, um, yeah, this one stings. I think it stings a little bit with the run we've been on here, but like I said before, we're going to wake up tomorrow, we're going to move on, and uh, we're going to come to the rink and get better. Thank you, Casey. Thanks, guys. Casey Middlestad in the postgame. Brian, back to you. Paul, Casey Middlestad had a nice goal uh, to tie the game up at two at the 14.09 mark of the second period. Some real quick hands in front of the net. Stevenson actually kind of backed off on the play. Uh, down to the room, two goals for Tage Thompson. Here he is live with Paul. Tage, uh, you guys were in there at 2-2, two, 3-2. Two, two. I know you were, had some turnovers at that point, but what, what led to the game getting away from you? Um, yeah, I mean... I think uh, at, at times when we kept it simple, I think that's when we were at, were at our best. And then um, I think we got sucked into playing their game. They're a uh, you know they're a fast offensive team, and um, they're okay with trading chances. And I think we got into that a little bit, a little bit of a track meet, just kind of up and down the ice, trading chances back and forth. And um, that's not the way we want to play. Um, and I think we kind of got sucked into their game a little bit. Um, I think at times we, we found our way back to our game just playing simple, um, getting pucks behind them, and that's that's where we get our, our offense and our chances. Um, so it's just a, you know, it's a growing growing pains and, and learning curve. You know, we're just got to find a way to piece it together for a full 60. And, um, you know, it's 
it's a good thing about this is a long season, you know, um, and we got a lot of guys, um, you know, that are hungry to learn and hungry to get better. And um, I think we're going to take this, learn from it, and move on. Yeah, no, it's great. I mean, obviously, there's no quit in our game there, and um, you know, if we don't let it slip there, maybe it's a, a little tighter and we have a better chance at getting back in it. But um, I think we were a little sloppy at times, just kind of giving them free offense. And um, they're a good team; they're going to make you pay. So that's something we got to learn. Um, you know, moving forward, managing puck at uh, you know at, at both blue lines and, and making sure we're not turning it over. So um, it's the way it goes. Sometimes we just got to be a little better. I know stacking losses doesn't feel good, but obviously you're getting closer to being back to your game. Lines are clicking better. Are you able to see the silver lining in a performance like this? Yeah, of course. I mean, the sun's going to come up tomorrow. It's a new day. It's a new opportunity. Um, you know, what's done is done. you got to learn from it, obviously, and move on. But um, we got a good stretch of playing against a good teams. So um, every night's going to be a challenge, and that's something we got to be prepared for. Thanks, Tate. Tate Thompson on the post game. Brian, back to you. Thank you, Paul. Tate Thompson with his ninth and tenth of the season for the Sabres tonight. Uh, really nice move on the second one, going hard to the net and uh, using his strength and his skill. That was uh, one that got the game back to 5-3 with still more than half to go in the period. But then it was Eichel from that point out with two more goals. He gets the hat trick. The first star honors, and Vegas wins it by a 7-4 to final. Up next for the Sabres, it does not get any easier. The best team in the East, the Boston Bruins, are here on Saturday. 7 o'clock puck drop. We'll have the pregame for you at 6 right here on the Sabres radio network. All right, for all of our local affiliates, we're going to say goodbye to you at this time. If you want to keep listening to the postgame, uh, listen in on the Odyssey app or at WGR550.com. And for all of you on our flagship here in Buffalo, more postgame coming up. We'll have Don Granado, and we're also hopefully going to have an interview with Jack Eichel as well. Well, Eichel's return this time much better. He gets the hat trick. The Golden Knights roll the Sabres 7-4 the final. I'm Brian Colziel back at KeyBank Center right after this. You're listening to the Buffalo Sabres Radio Network. Eric Comrie had the early edge. He'd stopped Jack Eichel on a breakaway not only once but twice. Those, the save of the game is brought to you by your upstate Honda dealers. New inventory is arriving daily. However, we go to the third, and here's where Jack Eichel ends up getting the last laugh. He picks up the hat trick, three consecutive goals to end the game for the Golden Knights, including this one, the first of the three, 6-13 mark, in the backside rebound, he fires it into the open net for his seventh of the season to put Vegas up 5-2. to two. Yeah, Hands up high in the air for Eichel, his seventh of the season. That made it 5-2. Tage Thompson scored three and a half minutes later, his second of the night, and a nice power move to the net for his tenth to cut it to 5-3. But then Eichel added again. This one, a goal Eric Comrie probably wants back for Eichel's second of the night to put Vegas back up 6-3. And he thought of a comeback for Buffalo. Ended there as Eichel put the Golden Knights back up by three. That's our play of the game tonight. Brought to you by NOCO. Delivering comfort to homes and businesses since 1933. And then Eichel in the final minute into the empty net. Gets his hat trick for Vegas. Tell us how you really feel, Rob Ray. (laughs) Eichel, the hat trick. He puts it in for his ninth of the season, third of the game with eight seconds left. That made it 7-4. to four. That's your final, 7-4. to four. Vegas victorious tonight. Jack Eichel named the first star. He's the electric 
player of the game tonight. Brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Be sure to check out Town BMW's lineup of EVs. Brian Colesdale here in the press box. We're expecting to hear from Don Granado uh, at any moment, so we'll have that for you as soon as he steps to the podium. Also, we will have Jack Eichel as well. So we're being told we'll have Eichel's interview coming up here shortly. So uh, stay tuned, Don Granado, live any moment, and Jack Eichel's thoughts here following Vegas's 7-4 victory. Final stats now, brought to you by Paddock Chevrolet with you for the extra mile. Final shot totals for Vegas, 36, Buffalo, 35. Uh, power play, Sabres 2 of 3, Golden Knights 1 of 2. Uh, in goal tonight, getting the win, Logan Thompson, 31 saves. Eric Comrie, the loss, 29 saves, 6 goals against. The 7th goal goes into the empty net. Other stats for the Sabres. Rasmus Dahlin leads in ice time, 26-43 of ice time, 7 shots on goal. Tage Thompson led the way with 8 shots on goal in the game and, of course, had 2 goals into the net. Jack Eichel on the other side. Four points, three goals, an assist, a plus three. In 1653 of ice time, he led the Vegas Golden Knights with seven shots on goal. So a very, very nice statistical line for Jack Eichel tonight, who I thought really just I was talking about it with Pat during one of the intermissions. I just thought he was flying, skating around. I'm sure he had some boosted energy, you know, knowing every time he touched the puck he was getting a reaction from the crowd. And early on had two Really nice looks on breakaways. Eric Comrie stopped them both, but you know, then the third period, it was the Eichel show. He assists on the Pian- on the Pietrangelo goal, which made it 4-2, and then Eichel got three in a row for his team, his seventh, eighth, and ninth of the season, uh, to give Vegas an eventual 7-4 to victory. So uh, a pretty impressive performance for Eichel for sure. A pretty much entirely flipping the script 180 degrees from what it was last year uh, when Eichel was here who seemed frustrated, who seemed annoyed by the crowd, who seemed annoyed by the fact that he couldn't get really any scoring opportunities. Uh, you throw in the fact that Alex Tuck scored, beating Eichel on that empty net play, if you remember. Um, Peyton Krebs was in on a play that's and eventually uh, got into a goal, and Vegas lost. And that was a part of maybe the, that final month of the season where Vegas struggled and ended up missing the playoffs. So uh, tonight, though, totally different. Not only does Jack Eichel play great, but his team right now, playing as good as anybody in the league. Uh, They're getting outstanding goaltending uh, between their two goaltenders right now, Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. Thompson you saw tonight here uh, in Buffalo doing an outstanding job. And for Vegas, they pick up their 13th win of the night, their 13th of the year, their 13-2. All right, Don Granato now speaking live to the media. (laughs) Okay, we don't have Don Granato yet. We'll keep it right here. Uh, just to piggyback on where Vegas is in the standings, they've played 15 games. Vegas is 13-2, and 26 points. Okay, now Don Granato live as we go downstairs in the media room. Now, what led to the sloppiness tonight? I mean, I mean at 2-2-3-2, two, two, and three, two, you guys are hanging in there except for the turnovers. It just seemed like yeah, that, they, that was the biggest difference. I wish, I mean, you don't have an answer for sloppiness. You can just guess, right? So, uh, and we're not in the guessing business. So, you look at it, you... You got you. We're going to look at it obviously on film, and, and it's obviously something that you got to learn from the cleanup. Um, from from players that were you know that are experienced players, and those are, are more experienced players in our group. We obviously you know we have a young group, but some of the more experienced players, um, you know, not not a good role model in, in situations. And 
again, you've got the film to look at it and the opportunity to uh, take this and make sure it makes you better. But we gave them uh, way too much. I thought Comrie was was great through the you know through the early part to keep us you know the breakaways that we gave up were, were all self-inflicted. Um, he was very good there, and there was enough opportunity for us to to make it to to, to do do good things, and we just didn't uh, didn't convert and got and didn't clean up the sloppiness. What's the challenge of consistently playing to your identity, especially when I mean, obviously the schedule is what it is. It's challenging at this point of the year with the, what the teams you guys are facing in particular. Yeah, I, I don't think we've gotten to our identity yet at any point this year and, and you know um, th these are the situations that guide you towards your identity um, you know we we played a little bit better in, in pace and generated we generated more we generated more shots more shot attempts um, you know we we scored we scored four uh, obviously um, you know had posts had point blank chances we missed so you know that is not an issue in generating it is giving too much, too many freebies. Um, that was the challenge. That was the, the issue tonight, uh, clearly. And you you trade chances with, you know, the, the talent that they have. Um, it uh, it works out like it worked out. What gives you confidence that, you know, the guys seem to still be in a good spot talking to them. What gives you confidence that they're taking ownership of this one snowball? Yeah, there's no, no reason to not be confident. You know, if we were overwhelmed by the other team and, and uh, you know, it was not self-inflicted for the most part, you would, so it's correctable. And they know it's correctable. They know, uh, and we know, uh, that we made errors that you can clean up and need to clean up and uh, will clean up. So there's, not, there's no reason to not be confident. Um, this league can, can beat you up, and my, my thought is you have a choice. If you want to get beat up by it, you get beat up by it. You want to move on, you move on. Uh, but you move on with, with the lessons learned, and I think that's what this group has, uh, has done a real good job at uh, through the course. We're a young team, and that look, we look like a young team tonight. Pretty simple. And um, like I said, the more experienced guys didn't give us and lead the way like they should. Uh, and and they'll, they'll self-correct. Well, it was a charged atmosphere for a lot of reasons that we talked about this morning. Uh, how do you feel your team responded to that? Were they impacted in any way by maybe that dynamic that was? Yeah, played? I I felt uh, we might have felt uh, a little. We didn't look like ourselves early, so maybe we felt a little bit nervous, uh, a little bit anxious. Um, yeah, I, I think that if there's a feel you have on the bench with your guys, uh, that's that's what I felt out of our group. Lots of mistakes happen in, in lots of games. It makes mistakes happen all the way to the team that wins the Stanley Cup. Like there's mistakes all over the place, and and you gotta you gotta be able to plow past it and live with it. And what I did, you know, what we were trying to do is push our guys to stay on. Yeah, we were sloppy, but uh, let's not retreat. Let's not uh, pack it in. Let's not you know create more misery. And you know, even the shorthanded goal at the end and. I think we were down 5-3, and Victor had that beautiful chance to make it 5-4 right after Thompson scored, and then uh, Tuck hits a post. So we, we stayed on it where had we converted it, that would have been a pretty exciting game down the stretch. 
um, despite all the sloppiness. And that's that's something really positive. But I do feel we played with with a little bit of anxiety that uh, um, that that it would have we would have benefited to not have that. Tate had an interesting observation. He said after a while we started to play their game. He said we kind of fell into that trap of playing their game instead of our game. Did you see that the same thing? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I wouldn't quite. I mean, like I said, Paul, there's lots of different ways you could break it down. I, I, I don't discredit that way either, but lots of different ways. I mean, I, I think I feel comfortable with what I've said on it. We, we did. I, my perception is we did. Feeling is we did feel a little anxious at the start. Um, and gave gave away too many freebies. Simple as that. Coach, what other minute of the game do you feel needs to be um, most improvement, turn the ship around? Uh, you know, just we just got to continue to progress. Um, again, you, you go out each game and you, you you learn things about yourself, your team, your you know, within the context of the league. And we'll look at this video and, and move forward. Um, you know, we're we're not going to make this a crisis situation. This is this is a, this is an everyday in professional sports, and you got to you got to wake up and handle it and you, you got to look in the mirror and um and you know we have a group that's that's done that and, and continues to do they continue to improve and we see that in, in just sheer offensive production and generation and so so we just got to keep doing it coach to talk about the other jack jack quinn healthy scratch tonight even though he's top three in five statistical categories in the team yeah that's we we've I don't know how long you've been around, but but what we've been talking about through the year, it's Vinny Hinnestro has been sitting out. He's a pretty good hockey player, so very very uh, uncommon to have no injuries up front. You can look at what we've had on the back end. Uh, lots of games, 82 games. Uh, we you know been in the watch players develop, and I think it's it's uh, an advantage to be able to step out at at the age Jack is. And then step back in, and you know you're in the fire, you're in the heat. So, you know it is, uh, a, I think, uh, positive to his development to be able to do that. And when we're healthy, we can do that. So, uh, I think it's a good thing. All right, that is Sabres head coach Don Granado following the Vegas seven to four victory. As we bring it back up here to the press box, Brian Colziel with you here on the Buffalo Sabres radio network. Yeah, it was uh, a night where Jack Eichel can walk out of here smiling. His team played very well. He played very well. First star honors getting it done tonight. You think they miss Matias Samuelson? Keep talking about the sloppiness. Keep talking about not playing their game. You think they miss Henry Yokiharu? The two of them for sure. Samuelson, I'm sure, of the most. But uh, those two players still out with injury, although Yokiharu is skating with a non-contact injury, so maybe the expectation is Yokiharu returns soon. Your injury report brought to you by Losi and Ganji. Buffalo's workers' compensation and personal injury attorneys working hard for hardworking Western New Yorkers. And uh, we want to remind you, of course, that Don Granado's postgame comments were brought to you by Salino Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Tempstar Energy Services. Specialists bringing heat on and off the ice. Okay, timeout. When we come back, Paul Hamilton. We'll have Jack Eichel's interview. And uh, we also will update you on the standings. 7-4 Vegas beating Buffalo. Boston is here next on Saturday night. I'm Brian Colziel. This is the Buffalo Sabres.
Dan Dunleavy and Rob Ray there, yes, reacting. Rob not happy that Jack Eichel was able to put the hat trick in for his third of the game. That gave Eichel and the Golden Knights a 7-4 lead and eventually a 7-4 final. As we welcome you back here on the postgame, uh, we will hear from Jack Eichel coming up here in just one moment. But now it's time to get to our first response from the fans, brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit TeamLuzzy.com. Well, of course, lots of responses coming in here tonight. Uh, many coming in here on Twitter. If you want to send me a tweet, go ahead and do so at Brian WGR. But Jonathan writes in and says, Jack simply played like a star tonight. I would agree. He was flying even early when he couldn't beat Comrie on the breakaways. I thought he looked focused and energized and ready to go. Uh, total kind of opposite outcome of what happened to him last year here when he looked frustrated and he didn't even really get so many opportunities to score. Tonight he had plenty. As Dan said at the end of the broadcast, he could have had really five or six. He hit a post. He had two clear breakaways. So it could have been even worse. But uh, Eichel will take it. Three goals and a four-point night. All right, Paul Hamilton down in the Sabres room. Paul Jack Eichel clearly uh, is feeling much different than he did here back in March when he was here for the first time returning with his team. Well, there's never been a question of how good a hockey player he is. I mean, he's a superstar hockey player, and we've all known that. Uh, just because he changed teams or that people were annoyed with him or whatever didn't make him less of a hockey player. And, you know, he showed it tonight. Uh, he, you know, he he went out and he had a four-point night, got the hat trick. Uh, despite uh, the booze, he was ready for it this time where he wasn't ready for it last time. And, uh, you know, his teammates were very happy for him too. You could tell uh, even on the one goal, I thought he didn't tip that, did he, the Pietrangelo goal? And, I go, and he didn't, but they were all congratulating him and, and going to him because he got an assist on the play, and they wanted him to get a point and be announced to the crowd and, and you know, contribute to, to the effort. So, uh, you know, they were very happy. And even, um, you know, as they were going to the locker room here, they were chanting, uh, Eichel sucks, <laughs> as they were going down the, down the uh, tunnel to, the, to their locker room. Paul, how do we look at the defense tonight and their play? You mentioned the turnovers uh, with with Thompson and Middlestad, and then you brought it up with Don Granado here too. Uh, seven goals against. I know one's an empty netter, so we'll say six goals against there. Uh, how, what, are you, what are you seeing as to why we're seeing not only the goals against, but, I mean, it could have been worse. We mentioned the breakaways, and there's so many odd man rushes. Yeah, there were, and and I don't know if it was Vegas pressing them into turnovers. Uh, that was really the only difference. I mean, Buffalo had their chances, but they were handing chances to Vegas on a silver platter. And it, as as Don Granado says, it what, wasn't guys like Paterka. I mean, Alex Tuck had four turnovers that I can remember that led to breakaways and and outnumbered, and you know, one wound up in the net, the at least one. Uh, you know, he had, a, he had a rough night when it came to that. And it was just turnover after turnover. Um, in front of the net one time, I said to myself, that's three turnovers in five seconds. They didn't score on any of them. But Buffalo got the puck, gave it back to him in the slot. Shot, got the puck, gave it back to him. Shot. And it, it, it was in five seconds. They turned it over three times right in the slot. Um, so it was just a very sloppy game. And you're not getting away with that with this team. I'll tell you what, they're the, they're the best team in the National Hockey League right now. 
and you're going to give them those types of opportunities, uh, yeah, they're going to pop a seven spot on you. Paul, Don, did Gon, Don Granato said the team maybe didn't handle the mood in the building and the intensity and the crowd as well as he would have liked. We know last year that was a, a thing that we thought was such a good sign about this young team that when, you know, obviously we know in the standings the games weren't maybe as meaningful, but when there was a few big moments in this building, Jack Uggle returning, the RJ night, just the team really thrived on that. Dylan Cousins said to you at the end of the first period that they loved the energy, but uh, Granado got the sense that maybe they didn't handle it that well tonight. Not in the beginning. The second half of the first period they did. But in the first half of the first period, they didn't, and they loved it last year. I mean, they really thrived on that last year when they had people in, in the building and screaming. And, you know, it, it was kind of similar because the last two games being, what were they, Monday and Tuesdays or something? There weren't that many fans in here. I mean, a Tuesday night against the Arizona Coyotes isn't going to be bring, bring out the, you know, the, the hockey fans, and it didn't. So, you know, they didn't have the people in here, and then they did. You know, you, you felt an energized atmosphere, but for whatever reason, they didn't build on it and they didn't react to it like they did last year. Paul Hamilton with us here on the postgame. 7-4, to four, Vegas beats Buffalo. The Sabres have now dropped four in a row, and the Bruins are up next, another very good team. So, Paul, you mentioned at the start of the season, if the Sabres are going to be in the playoffs, they have to avoid long losing streaks. That Yes, every team's going to struggle, but you have to avoid losing four, five, six straight. Well, this is turning into one of those here. How do they stop it? And I, I guess with the Bruins coming in here, my goodness, I mean, this is this is going to be a tall task to try to end the losing streak here Saturday. Yeah, you can ha you can actually talk about this rather simply. In the last four losses, they have not handled the other team's stars. Carolina's best three players killed them, absolutely killed them. They go to Tampa, Kucherov, what do you have, four or five-point night? Yep. Um, Aho had the hat trick. Yeah, po yep. uh, Point, Stamkos. I mean, they couldn't handle them. Now you come home. Uh, really, the, uh, there are not a lot of superstars on Arizona, but Keller's their best player. What did he have? A, he had a couple of points, I think, if, if I remember. And now Vegas comes in. Eichel absolutely destroys them. So now you got coming in. And last year, why did they lose to the Bruins every game? They couldn't handle the Bergeron line. So what are they going to do now against the Boston Bruins to try to handle that? Uh, because they, they have not been able to handle that line in the past. So what are they going to do now when they have four consecutive games now where they have absolutely been demolished by the Stars on the other team? All right, well, as we said, it's not going to get any easier. Paul, we will see you here Saturday. Bruins pregame starts at 6. We will talk to you then. Thank you for your work tonight. Okay, talk to you then. Okay, great. Paul Hamilton down in the media room. Sabres fall 7-4. to four. All right, the star of the game, Jack Eichel. Whether you want to hear from him or not, here we go. Uh, our Jonathan Koziel down in the Vegas dressing room area, uh, able to catch up with Eichel here. He's the first star tonight, hat trick, four points. Here's the former Sabre, Jack Eichel. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. 
spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. 